0: Hallelujah. We're going to get right into the Word of the Lord, and I'm going to navigate the Scriptures, hopefully, with the help of the Holy Ghost, to get what God wants to say to us. I believe God wants to say something to us this morning. Amen. Sometimes you get an idea, just like I just said, you can get an idea as a preacher thinking that you have an idea of what you want to kind of minister to the congregation about. And God show you, no, that that wasn't your idea, dude. That was my idea. So let me expound upon that. I feel like that's what the Lord did this morning. I thought I had an idea to minister about, and the Lord just expounded so wonderfully on what I thought to the point where now I'm just like, okay, Lord. When I texted the... um. The audiovisual and everyone involved with what we do in the church. When I texted them the title of the message and the scriptures, I told them don't panic. I had to tell them not panic. You know why? A lot of scriptures, a lot of scriptures. But don't worry. Sometimes a lot of scriptures um, makes the service a little, the, the, the message a little shorter than when it's not a lot of scriptures. I don't know what that means, Brother Rick. Good to see you in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 4 verse 23. Matthew chapter 4 verse 23. Uh-huh. I'm on a mission this morning and I'm a, I'm on a mission going into the new year. And I hope you will be on a mission going into the new year. We're not making no New Year's resolution. We just know we want a better relationship with Jesus Christ. We just know we want to affect our world more than we affected it in 2018. We just don't. We know we just don't want to back up, but we want to move forward. Ah, Help us, Jesus. And so that's what we want to do. We're not making no resolution, but we're not backing up. We, we want to have more influence. Not for our benefit, but for the benefit of the kingdom of God. For what God is doing. That's, that's the influence we want. We, we, we don't want no recognition. This church individually collected. We don't need no recognition. We just want to do what God wants us to do. We want to impact people's life and help people in their relationship and their walk with Christ. That's And if we never get any recognition, I'm okay with that. I just want God to say one, one day, well done. Well done. That's it. We did what we were supposed to do. And that's all you can ever strive for is to do what you are supposed to do. Can't worry about anybody else. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 4 verse 23 says this. And Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Say the gospel of the kingdom. And healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria. And they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments. And those which were possessed with devils. And those which were lunatic. And those that had palsy. And he healed them. And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee and from the Decapolis and from Jerusalem and from Judea and from beyond Jordan. Look at this text in Romans chapter one, verse
1: 16.
0: The scripture says, for I am not ashamed Of the gospel of Christ. Now, we just read something that Jesus was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. I had you said it yourself. Now we're reading the apostle Paul is saying, I am not ashamed of the gospel. It didn't say of the kingdom this time. It says of Christ. Interesting. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. When you see to the Jews first and also unto the Greek, it's just saying to the Jews and then to the Gentiles. Okay? At that time, majority of the Gentiles were Greek. And so that's what it's saying. But I want you to think about the two gospels that we just, that the text said. The gospel of the kingdom and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus in heaven, this is your word. We're your people. Lord God, will you transmit to us the word of God? Will you deposit in our heart the word of God? Lord, we're looking for the power of God to transform lives. For the power of God to be unleashed and the demonstration of the power of God to be manifested. Lord Jesus, today I ask the anointing of the Lord to flow freely upon me and that, Lord, you will move on the people of God. That there will be an obedient respond to the word of God. I pray today the will of God be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Let everyone say amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We've entitled this message today, The Power of the Gospel. The Power of the Gospel. In Matthew chapter 8 verse 1, we have a demonstration of the power of the Gospel of the Kingdom. The power of the Gospel of the Kingdom. We read that the Bible says there is the gospel of Christ and there is the gospel of the kingdom of God. And so we're going to show you how these two connect and what they really mean when we read about the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ and then the gospel of the kingdom. We need to take a closer look at it because what I love about the Lord is, he thinks, or I should say, he thought of everything before we could ever need it and had it ready for when we needed it. It's like a, a, a responsible parent having a child. They, 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 they go and they prepare the nursery before the child ever came into the world. They, they go and they prepare. They get clothing and they, they get food. They get everything that they know the child will need. And so we ourselves as humans, we prepare for the things we know that will happen, will happen. And our God, uh, it's obvious that we are like him and made in his image because we learn that from him. Because before the foundation of the world, the lamb was slain. What that means is provision was made for sin before we ever sinned. Help me in here, somebody. And so God knows everything before it even happens because in his mind it happened already but he always has provision for whatever is needed. So we come to the text that's teaching us about the gospel of the kingdom and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so here is a demonstration of the gospel of the kingdom. Matthew chapter 8 verse 1 says, when he, talking about Jesus, when he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. You know. I don't know if it's because we're not in a third world country and things are so great in this wonderful country, the greatest country in the world in America, that we tend to uh, just kind of dismiss certain things that we hear about like they're not true and like they don't happen. But we, get a, we better get real and, and, and understand that if the Bible says it, it's, it, it happened then, it's still happening today. God would mention it if we didn't need to know it. And so in verse 2, And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him. Saying, Lord, if thou will, thou canst make me clean. When are we going to mimic these people that we read about? This is not a storybook where it's something that is not true or not real. And
1: we're just trying to be encouraged by some words. This is the word of God. This is the book of history. And everything we read in this thing, it actually happened. If you want to see the things that happened in this book happen in your life, you're going to have to do what this book says. You need to do.
0: We want to see the things of God, but we don't want to do. What is required for us to see the things of God. I can't say that enough. You've heard me say that over and over. Time and time again. How we desire the things of God. What we have read. The blessings of God. And the the, the power of God. And we read about these things in the Bible. And we expect them to happen in our life. But we never do what the people in the Bible did. And so this man... Came to Jesus and worship Him. Mean? He bowed down before Him and said, Oh Lord, can you make me clean? Which one of us in here today, just just at that place in our life where something is wrong with us and we will have enough faith and says, I just got to get to the altar today and bow down and just imagine that Jesus is at that altar waiting for me. And I'm just going to go to that altar and bow down and says, Oh Lord, how can you make me clean? For I feel dirty. I might not be sick
1: in my body, but I feel dirty and filthy. I know sin is ravaged in my life How can you make me clean, oh Lord?
0: We want God to make us clean, but we're not willing to get out of the pew. The pew? To get out of the chair, to walk down and come and say, Oh Lord, will you make me clean? Every account I read, this man had to approach Jesus. See, we gotta have an approach. And
1: so, yes, the Lord is not here physically, but guess what? Can we practice the practices that says, what they did, I'm gonna do. So let me take a walk, because in the Bible, they took a walk. So, I can remain in my seat and say, yeah, I'm worshiping the Lord right there. That's true, but guess what? I just want to mimic them as close as possible. So if God don't do it, I had the right to go and say, God, I did what that man did. I had faith. I bowed down before you. I walked towards you. And I said, Lord, will you make me clean? And you never made me clean, God. Are you a respectable person, Lord, that you made that man clean? But you didn't make me clean. Amen. I can
0: go to God like that. I can go to him like that, but if I sit in my chair, oh Lord, can he make me clean? I may start questioning myself, well, did I do it right? We want to, we want to see God like this. He's such a good God, he'll overlook that. Let me, let me tell you this, let me, let me tell you how it works. Some ignorant, some things that you may be ignorant to, God will help you along at the time you're ignorant. But once you know, you're gonna be in a little bit of trouble. He won't help you along. Cause it's like a kid saying, I know, but I'm not. Folding their arms, I know it, but I'm not. What parent gonna give the, you just a crazy parent if your kid fold their arm, but I'm not listening. If you have decent parent, they ain't getting nothing. Not then and not for a long time, right? So when you read in the scripture or you hear me preach according to the scripture what God says and you decide, it's not working for you. God won't do it. Now, if you didn't know and you're seeking God but you just don't know, that's when God will assist. That's when God will come in and do some things. But God wants you to grow and he won't leave you where you are. So he's going to work with you a little bit. But he expects for you to come up also a little bit. And so the man bowed and says, can you make me clean? What did Jesus say? And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him saying, I will. That simple? Man, just that simple? This is the demonstration of the gospel of the kingdom. And Jesus says, I will. Be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Here goes some more stuff verse 4 and Jesus said unto him see thou tell no man but go, to the, go thy way show thyself to the priests, and offer thy gift that Moses commanded for testimony unto them that just means back in those days when you had leprosy or any kind of sickness uh, the priest had to say you were clean you were cleansed if the priest didn't say you were cleansed then you was not legitimately clean <clears throat> if you're in church and you think that God did something and you really want to get it certified and confirmed? Go ask the pastor. Just giving you Bible. They healed the man. Jesus, God in flesh, healed a man and he didn't say go and you cool cause I'm Jesus. This is what's incredible about Jesus. He's God Almighty. And he still obeys the law of the land. We can't break the laws of the land. Not even the creator of everything break the laws of the land. So he says, dude, you're cleansed. Go see the priest so he can tell everybody you're cleansed. I love the Lord. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, begging him and saying, Lord my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Again, I want you to look at it, key words here centurion and begging him. Dude went to Jesus begging him and this dude had some kind of credibility had a kind of reputation and he went begging. Some of us, please I ain't doing that. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. But speak thy word only and my servant shall be healed. This dude had a servant. So he had reputation. He had respect. He had a little bit of coin. Because he, he had servant. And the servant was sick. And he said to Jesus, can you come to my house and heal my servant? He begged Jesus. Dude balling, doing all right. And he begging Jesus. Mm, Tell me something. I'm not balling enough that I can't beg Jesus. And so he begged Jesus. And Jesus says, I will come. The centurion. Because he understands authority. Authority. Because he was a man of authority. Look at it. It said, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. This dude says, I understand authority. And your authority that you hold, ain't none higher than it. Ain't none higher than your. So so guess what? You have the authority to make things happen without even being there.
1: (laughs) You, if you will know who you are as a child of God, you too will be able to demonstrate
0: authority and do things without you even being there. What does that mean? My mom texted me the other day and said, one of her good friends are in her husband in the hospital. Guess what I'm
1: doing now? Father, in the name of Jesus, for my mother's friend, I'm not there, I'm not the one that have all power, but the God that I serve, I'm his son, and I have his name and so in the name of Jesus i pray that you will touch that man wherever he is right now and that by the authority of the word of god that you will drive out diseases and sickness out of his body and that he will be whole even now in the name
0: of Jesus that's what jesus did and so verse 10 Verse 9, for I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, go, and he that goeth, and to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. This man demonstrated faith by saying, Jesus, you don't need nothing to come to my house. You can just stay where you are and speak the word. And because I know your authority, your power, I know all you got to do is speak that word and that man will be healed. My servant will be made whole. If that centurion man had that much confidence and that much
1: belief in Christ, what should we have? When he was believing it, I don't know how many people was doing the same thing. Saying, Jesus, I believe you don't have to be here. But guess what? We have the scripture now. To say, I've seen a man say to God, you don't have to be there, but you just have to speak the word only. And that servant will be healed. And so that we have seen that, you can say that to God now. God, I read it. Now I'm asking in the name of Jesus, will you touch him? Will you touch her? That they will be healed. You don't have to be there, but you can just just make it happen in the name of Jesus.
0: we talking about the gospel of the kingdom at work. This is the gospel of the kingdom. This is why the Lord went about preaching. Jesus went about preaching the gospel of the kingdom. I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's too much dear that I can't preach that to you today, but if you ever want to talk about it, we'll talk about it because that's talking about the Jews and when Jesus you know after the rapture and all that stuff, but we'll talk about it some other time. Verse 13, and Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way. And as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee, and his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. Here's the final one. This is the gospel of the kingdom. Being demonstrated i 'm trying to get us to understand that the gospel of the gospel is powerful it, it, it 's powerful and and if we don 't get into understanding it and practicing it we won 't understand it and when Jesus was come verse fourteen unto peter 's house, he saw his wife 's mother peter 's mother in law laid sick of fever and he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and ministered unto them i'm a big believer in our appreciation for what god has done to us or Amen. done for us i re- i keep reading the text in the Bible that says a lot how people responded in gratitude when Jesus did something for them. And I just feel like uh you've heard me use the word we 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 act like trust fund kids. Right? Like like we we, we walk around like whatever we get, we deserve it anyway. And so when any goodness that the Lord has done for us, we just almost act like, oh yeah, that's just the way it is. This you know, he, that's what he does. I expect that from him. And we never show appreciation. And I read through scripture all the time of how God, of how people go back to the Lord and show appreciation because of what he has done for them. Verse 16, when the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. That's the gospel of the kingdom at work. You don't have to be sick and stay sick because the gospel of the kingdom can be preached to you and you will be healed, be made whole you don't have to be possessed with any demonic force because the gospel has come to 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 deliver you from where you are and from anything that have a hold of your life that don't need to have a hold of your life. God didn't just come to
1: save you, but God came to make you whole. God didn't just come to get you to heaven, but He came so your life uh, could be a successful one. God didn't just come to say, uh, I came to save you, uh, but He came also that you may have life
0: and have it more abundantly.
1: Give God some
0: praise. I just believe we oftentimes are living beneath the privileges that God has for us. We're just living and we're going through the motions and the elephant is in the room. You know what the elephant, Brother Rick? The elephant is, I know there's more to this thing. I hear people talk about, The things that God has done. I read about what the Bible says, the things that God has done, but I just never get to experience that. Is this really real? That's the elephant in the room. And some Christians are afraid to talk about it because they have that concern as well. They have that elephant in the room too, wondering why... Are we not experiencing the power of God like they did in Bible days? Or we're hearing across in third world country across the globe. We're hearing about what God is doing and he's doing some powerful things over there. And why am I not experiencing it? I'll tell you one little thing real quick. How did you get to service this morning? I don't think any of us caught the bus here this morning. But if you did, you still wasn't doing as bad off as the people overseas. Overseas people, when they get to church, they sweaty, because they walk some miles to get to church. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It, it wasn't easy. Some of them had to climb some hills. It wasn't easy. And when they get to church, it wasn't carpeted. It was dirt. And some bricks just build around with no windows. And some zinc roof. And that's how they have in church. You think you deserve to get miracle over them? I'm just asking. Do you think God deserve to be doing stuff for you when they just, they, they, they showed, like, they were desperate. God, I trust and believe you that I'm gonna walk five miles, get sweaty to go to that dirt place that they call a church. Cause I want to be blessed. Cause I want to be healed. Cause I want to be touched. And we come in in our nice cars, and we back in, and we park nice, and, and we get out. We listen to music a little before we get out. Uh, 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 good music. And then we get we get out our car and hit this uh, automatic. Click, it's locked. And then we walk in, and we think that oh, we're. So,
1: I'm trying to get into 2019 with a different mindset. I don't need that old mindset because that old mindset is not allowing me to experience the supernatural power of the gospel message. And I want to experience the supernatural power of the gospel. There's coming a day if the Lord tarries, we're going to get old. And the things that mean something to us now, it won't mean a thing to us later. And so we better
0: prepare for when the things that are important now aren't important anymore. We we can't just keep on going. So I want to prepare because I know a hundred years old, if we're fortunate to live a hundred years, it doesn't compare to eternity. Uh So I'd rather prepare for eternity. We got to almost get the mindset to say, if I got to struggle for the whole hundred years... In this life, it's still worth having eternal life. Come on, somebody. Listen to what I'm saying. We have to kind of make up our mind that if the rest of our life become a struggle, and really it's no struggle because you know why? It can't be a struggle. It will only be a struggle because of what you used to have. For how we have lived, if we call it struggle, it just means we're not living the way we used to. But you're still living probably better than 90% of our world. Remember what I told you, every American is rich compared to 90% of this world. Oh, you didn't know that. You didn't know that, huh? I'm not talking about um, America. I said every American is probably considered rich compared to 90% of this world. I'm not talking about Americans that's just waiting on the government to take care of them. I'm talking about people that's just working and trying to live. If you're working and trying to live, you're richer than 90% of the people in this world. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jews first and also unto the Greek." So now we we just read about the gospel of the kingdom. Now we're looking at the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus is the joyous good news of salvation in Jesus Christ through his death, burial, and resurrection. So preacher... You're telling me the gospel of the kingdom is the power to heal, to deliver, to set me free so I can be delivered from the power of the adversary. That's what the gospel of the kingdom is and the gospel of Jesus Christ, the death The burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the gospel that gives me salvation, that delivers me from sin. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So here is what I'm concerned about. We like the gospel of Jesus, but we neglect the gospel of the kingdom. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. We like the gospel of Jesus, but we neglect the gospel of the kingdom. God never gives us anything that we should be ignoring. I might do that. Somebody else might do that where we say things where "Eh, it might not be that important, so you can just ignore it. God don't give us anything that we should say, ah, just ignore that. That's what you got to know about God. He will not give us stuff that we uh, ignore it. So he didn't want you to just be saved. Because saved and powerless will bring you back into being unsaved. Oh, somebody help me. When when you're trying to live this Christian life and you're not experiencing the power of the gospel, it causes you to start... I told... Our leadership this morning i said i 've been in church for a long time, and I can tell when someone is getting ready to leave the church. You can tell too so i 'm I'm giving you the secret so everybody knows so what happens usually is you in the church and you know you 're doing okay, things are going good, and you know but all of a sudden y- you start coming to church just a little bit less and a little bit less and then Things start making you upset, frustrating you, eh, and then you get into little tidbits with other people. What has happened is you kind of made up in your mind a while back that you don't want to be there anymore, and instead of you being bold enough and doing things the right way and walking up to the pastor and says, "Pastor." Listen, I thank you all for all you've done since I've been here, but it's time for me to move on. And, of course, I'm going to say to the pastor, well, what happened? I thought things were good and God sent you here. That's the pastor. And you're going to say, well, and you start naming all of these things. And I'm going to say, well, brother and sister, if God brought you here and God is not telling you where to go, I don't think that's God. I think you just started, you know, being comfortable. I, I think you might have just kind of just felt good about that you were saved. I, I think you just came listening to the preaching and saying, okay, that makes sense and, and, and that sounds good and, and you're going to recite it to your friends, but you never practice it. I, I think that you were coming and, and, and you know, certain things were good, but, but after a while you weren't interested anymore. But it has nothing to do with anybody. It has to do with you never experienced the power of the gospel. You were just holding on to the salvation of the gospel. And what I'm trying to tell us
1: today is we need both. We need to experience the power of the gospel to save us. And we need to experience the power of the gospel of the kingdom to keep us, to move us, to help us to go forward and to not become complacent and not to worry about anything else but to just say, God, I know." if you saved me and you brought me in, you can keep me by your power and I'm going to trust the power of God to work in my life.
0: The power of the gospel. The gospel is twofold. It's not just one fold. And we all like to take note of how it is the power of God unto salvation. And we like to say how we appreciate the gospel
1: saving us. How we appreciate what the gospel is doing for us. But we don't look to how the gospel has the power to deliver. The power to heal. The power to set free. The power to make you whole. We're not talking about that enough. Help us,
0: Jesus. Help us, Jesus. And so we're experiencing just the power for salvation. When the word of God talked about the gospel is the power, the Greek word for power is deutimus, which is the source of our word dynamite or dynamic. Dynamite was not invented by noble until 1867. So that explosive stuff, dynamite, that wasn't invented until 1867. So you know what that means? When the Apostle Paul said the gospel is the power, he wasn't even thinking about dynamite because he had no concept of dynamite because dynamite was not invented. So when he was thinking about the the gospel is the power, he is thinking about the gospel can demolish sin the, the, the gospel can, 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 can do powerful things that can remove things that can destroy things and that's what he was thinking and so I'm here to tell you
1: the gospel can destroy the gospel can demolish the gospel can set free you may not understand how that will work but when the gospel is being preached when the gospel is being lived out it will do things that you can't even understand Paul experienced it and that's why he can say the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel of the kingdom will set you free, will heal you and make you whole.
0: The gospel is like spiritual dynamite. It has a
1: devastating, destructive effect. It demolishes sin and worldviews.
0: Can I just slide this in? Be careful of getting consumed by worldviews. Be careful of getting distracted by worldviews. I follow things just a little bit. I don't get too deep in them. Why don't you get too deep in them, preacher? Because I know who I serve. I know no matter what the world is doing, See, that's when you know your God. The Bible says, they that know their God will do exploits. Right? And so I know my God. And so whatever is happening out in the world, I don't get concerned. I don't worry about it because the Bible says, uh, Bob, to live is Christ and to die is gain. The position that we are in when we
1: live for God, when we surrender our life for God, whatever they want to do, it can affect you in any way, shape or form, because if I die right now guess what I will be in the presence of God if I keep living the power of God will work in my life so if I live the power of God is revealed if I die I go in the presence of God I'm in a no lose situation I cannot lose you cannot lose so why would I worry about who is running the country
0: no lose situation. I can't lose. If you surrender your life to God, you can't lose. And so the only people supposed to be worried about how the country is being ran and how politics is going and how things are going, the only people worried about that stuff are people that don't know their God. That are not experiencing the power of the gospel. Because if you are, I just smile and smirk when people talk about, you see what's going on? I smile and smirk. Because I know what the word of God says. I've studied my book. I've studied this book, this Bible. And so none of it is catching me by surprise. So while they're saying, you see what's going on? I say, yeah. 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 Can I tell you a little secret real quick? It's a little secret. Secret. The 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 church, God's body, is the most important thing in this earth. Okay? And so I know that. And so, here's the little secret. With all the antics that's going on in our world and even outside of our world, guess what subject is not being discussed a lot? The church. Here's what I'm telling you. Here's what I'm telling you. If the antics weren't going on, who knows how much the government and all these other forces would be coming against the church. Remember, not long ago, the whole challenge was we need all the restrooms of every public institution to put that sign that says the same restroom is for men is for women hey, y'all you see this is the part y'all don't think about this is the part that the preacher thinks about and so there was a whole push to moving on the church for the church to start doing things the way the world needs to do it so the command that they was putting on the world to say you better make sure the restroom is this way you better make sure this is that way guess what I haven't heard that discussed in a minute So while people are worried about what everything is going on in the foolishness, I'm just smiling saying, come on Jesus, save my family. Come on Jesus, save my neighbor. Because while everybody's worrying about what's going on in the world, they're not discussing how they can stop the church, how they can slow us down, how they can stop us from preaching, how they can stop us from doing this. You don't understand, there are places
1: right now in our world they can't preach this gospel outwardly. They can't preach this gospel in the public. And trust me, the devil's agenda is to make sure that America, we stop preaching this gospel the way it needs to be preached. And right now we have an opportunity to keep preaching the gospel the way it needs to be preached because everybody is caught up in things that don't matter to
0: God. That's the secret. And so while everybody's complaining, I'm smiling because I'm saying to myself, y'all don't understand what's going on. I said, this is the window of opportunity that we have
1: to make an impact with the gospel. And you worrying about these people? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm trying to get the gospel preacher to every soul so people can be saved, so people can be healed, so people can be delivered. That's why I'm worried about what the gospel message is doing and how we're preaching it because Jesus is coming. And if we're focused on everything else, we will miss out on the opportunity and the responsibility we
0: have as the people of God I let him talk I said I'm not worried about a distraction I'm good because we're trying to get the gospel preached I'm almost there until we are convinced that the gospel is dynamic and effective we tend to be ashamed to pass it on. So if the gospel is not working in your life, you don't share it with nobody else. And you don't even realize that. You got quiet on me. Uh-huh. You're wondering, why don't share this more? Well, if you don't feel confident in something. Yesterday, we driving up the many subjects because one of the subjects we talked about yesterday was can we remember the times when we were near death? And we started counting them. So my wife counted two. Um, I think Patrice counted what? Two. I don't know. We just, I, I, I couldn't count. I, I, I couldn't count. I, in my head, I, could, I, I thought about six times I was supposed to die. And that's what I could remember. That's just what I can remember. I, 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 it, it, and, and I'm sure we also took an account that there are, there are times that we could have died and we have no idea. So we, only, we were only talking about the times that we can think about we could have died. So, so we talked about a lot of stuff when we were driving up and we're just going through these things in our mind. But my point for bringing that up is the next other thing that we talked about is, my wife needed a car, and so we were talking about cars. <laughs> Don't get me going down that road. A few years ago before her car got messed up, before, it's not messed up because Toyotas are good cars. And so a few years ago I said, let me find you a car because you need a car. And I usually try to make sure I take care of stuff so she can get a car. But she blew me off, so I left her alone. Yeah, she blew me off. I tried to help her as a good husband. I'm not ready for no car. Okay. So now she's struggling trying to figure out what she wants. So, because I believe in Toyotas, Lexuses, Mercedes, and Volvos, I said, yeah, Volkswagen used to be good, but they don't make them good anymore. So, but I just, so all I sat there and told her was the cars I believed in. So I say that to you to say this. We will tell what we believe in.
1: If we don't believe in something, we ain't telling it. And so if you don't find yourself telling people about the gospel, it means, uh, I'm not sure about it yet. It means, ah, it might not be working the way I've heard it's supposed to work. So I'm a little gun shy in telling about the gospel because it hasn't worked for me the way I read it's supposed to work.
0: So until you get to experience it, you don't really share it. You know what you'll tell people? Which is not bad. This is what you do. Uh, You know, we go to a nice little church there. You should come and hear the preacher. That's probably what you throw at him. Because you you believe in the word that's being preached. Let me tell you what the Lord dropped in my spirit. I wrote it down because I don't want to miss it. Um... Let me see here. It was such a powerful thought. I said, wow, Lord, that's pretty interesting. Uh, So here it go. This is what I wrote down. as this thought, because when you got to preach, the whole thing overwhelms you the whole time. And you're trying to keep your mind clear until Sunday morning. And so here's what the thought that came to my mind. We believe and appreciate the gospel for the discipline it brings to our lives. But we are not believing it for the power it provides. So you will invite people to church because you feel like what's being taught and preached. It makes sense. It's good word. He's making it clear. So you'll invite people to church because of that. But when are you going to invite people to church Because the gospel is working. The power of the gospel is being unleashed. The power of the gospel is moving people. Like this morning early in worship and praise. We was praising the Lord and worshiping. And we just knew that God was in the midst of it.
1: The power of God was moving. The power of God was stirring. We need to experience the power of God. So not only are we telling people come to our church. It will help you to become disciplined and change your life. That you will be saved but also if there's anything wrong the gospel is so powerful that it will transform it will deliver and it will save you need to come and experience the gospel
0: if we don't experience it we won't tell it that way (laughs) and so we're believing the gospel for the discipline it brings to our life because I know all of us probably can testify that's been in church for any amount of time Yep. Yep. My life is this different. I I do live a different kind of lifestyle now, but we need the power of God. We need the gospel to move us and to do great things among us. If the gospel message you know about, you don't believe it can change, you won't share it with anybody because you won't believe it can change. You have to experience that the gospel can change for yourself, and that's when you will share it. When we speak, preach, teach or live the gospel message, because we believe it, and are inspired by it, the power of God will be released. We need to release the power of God. We don't even realize why he gave us his spirit. We keep equating everything that God does for us, for our salvation, so we can get to heaven. So everything God does, we equate it as, oh, I can go to heaven. Oh, yes, this will take me to heaven. And we equate everything to heaven. And all I keep saying is, if that's all it was, we would have been to heaven a long time ago. Remember, I keep saying that to you, that if all God intention was for us to go to heaven, we would have been there a long time ago. But the gospel is not just for us to go to heaven. The gospel is for our life to be transformed. It's for us to live a life that is free. A life where we can worship the Lord. A life where we can be free from sin. And free from being possessed by demonic forces. And freedom from being controlled by the evils of this world. Freedom from addiction. That's what the gospel is here for. And all we want to do is be saved. Now I'm about to finish up here. Here is the gospel of Jesus Christ at work. I showed you the gospel of the kingdom at work. Here is the gospel of Jesus Christ at work. Acts 2:36. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made the same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. This was Peter preaching to people that had done wrong. Verse 37, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Again, when I preach the word of God, and you get convicted. Do you come to me and say. What do I need to do? Again we want the results of the people in the Bible. But we don't do what they did. So when I preach the word. And you get convicted in your heart. Do you come to me and say. Pastor you preach the word of God. And it convict my soul. And I'm going to say to you. Well what was convicted? And you tell me. And then I will tell you what God wants you to do. If you want the same results. Like they had then you got to ask the same questions they asked. So Peter was able to preach to them and tell them what they had done wrong. And they said, oh, that's what we did. So they said, what shall we do? So the pastor answered. Then Peter said unto them, repent. And be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now. This is the only instruction. In the Bible. That God. Had given. To the apostles. For them to preach to us. If you try to find any other way. To give your life to God. It will not be sound biblically. People like to go to the scripture that says Jesus, Jesus said to the disciples, go into all the world and preach the gospel, baptizing them in the name of the father, son of the son and the Holy Ghost. And the bottom line is. Jesus told them something they knew about. Jesus told them to get them baptized in the name of the Father. The name of the Father is Jesus. The name of the Son is Jesus. The name of the Holy Spirit is Jesus. So when Jesus spoke to his disciples, he was talking to them, as we say in corporate America. Cheryl, are you ready for this? In corporate America. We were talking, he was talking to them high level. So we say corporate America. Y'all know corporate America people. So there's some things we call high level discussions, and then there's other discussions that's just for everybody else. So when we get together, when the executives get together and directors get together, all discussions are high level because we we, we, we don't have time to talk about what the soups talk about. The soups talk about this, the managers talk about this, directors, um um VPs and senior VPs talk high level. That's how they say it. So Jesus was talking high level because he was talking to the executives. So when he says go into all the world and, and, and teach the gospel, baptize them in the name of the Father, he knew they knew what he was talking about. And so now we have turned that into a doctrine and telling everybody, you need to get baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Well, who's the name of the Father? Well, who's the name of the Son? Well, who's the name of the Holy Ghost? So, so, so people are stuck in their tradition. They said, "Well, Jesus said it. Jesus said it." Well, guess what? How about here? Is here's where I get everybody stuck at. Okay, let's go with Jesus said it. So Jesus said it, but Jesus, main man, the right hand man that preached the first sermon for everybody to get saved, he doesn't preach something different than what Jesus said. I'm messing y'all up today. So Peter, the main man. That heard Jesus say, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Peter was right there, right hand man. After Jesus ascended, he come back and preach. Go get baptized in Jesus' name. So, if you want to stick to the Jesus thing, you might as well stop following the Bible. Because there's a discrepancy in the Bible. The Bible can't be true anymore. Because we can't determine what's true and what's not. So if Jesus said it and Peter's saying something different, then the Bible is no good anymore because we won't know what's good and what's not good. Uh-huh. I remember I told, I was young in the scriptures and I remember I told a pastor that with his pastoring for years, he walked away, had no words for me because we know the Bible is accurate and it don't contradict. So why is Peter preaching this? When Jesus preached it, hold on, you ready for this? When Jesus preached, When Jesus preached to them when he rose from the grave, Did they, did Jesus baptize anybody at that time? So he gave them instructions, but he didn't do nothing. And what they did was baptize people in the name of Jesus Christ. You see what I'm saying? So it's important to understand how the gospel message work. And so the gospel of Jesus Christ, does that make sense? If the gospel is called the gospel of Christ, who else are we going to get baptized in? gospel of God? God is a title. So we can't get baptized in the gospel of God. Because it could be the gospel of God Allah. The gospel of God Buddha. We can go on and on. So if we want, we can get baptized in the gospel of all these gods. The only way you're going to be legit is if you get baptized in the God whose name.
1: Ah, oh, I love it. When you get baptized in that name, that's when you now have received the gospel of salvation. Because there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's only by the name of Jesus can we ever be saved. That's the gospel of Jesus. We can't be saved any other way other than the gospel of Jesus. I'm not going to
0: fight with people's tradition. I'm not going to argue with people's tradition. All I can do is obey the gospel for myself. I will teach it, but I can't make you live it. I can live it, but I can't make you live it. We have to determine what's the word and what's tradition. And so I come to a close. For the promise, verse 39. Here's the gospel of Jesus Christ at work for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off even as many as the Lord our God shall call and with many other words did he testify and exhort saying save yourselves from this untoward generation then they that gladly just pausing you want to know why I'm pausing I pause that gladly they that gladly. See, if, if if this is good news to you, because the gospel is good news, you will gladly. You won't sit down there and debate me. What is he talking about? You won't debate me. You will gladly receive the word. When they gladly receive it, what happened? Huh? What What happened? Uh-huh. And what? Go ahead, read it. And the same day? verse forty two and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers and fear came upon every soul and many signs and so the gospel saves, and then the kingdom of the god the, the the gospel of the kingdom begin to show you the signs and wonders that happens when we give our life to God. When we allow this gospel to come into our life, not only will we be saved but many wonders and signs will begin to take place in our life and this is where we need to get to in 2019.
1: Not just be thankful to be saved. Yes, we need to be thankful to be saved. Yes, we need to be thankful that we have life. Yes, we need to be thankful for all the blessings but now we can't be ungrateful we have to do something for what God has done for us will you stand
0: please we gotta do something with what God has done for us. We cannot continue to just, oh, God is good. God did this and God did that. And we all know God has been good to us. Now let's do something. Sister Amanda said, let's, let's hug somebody the best way we can. Let's pray for somebody the best way we can. Let's give to one another because God wants to work the gospel of the kingdom so people can be delivered, so people can be healed, so people can be set free. Free. So people will not walk away from God because too many people are walking away from God because they stayed only for the salvation. Remember, you have heard me say this and you've been around any time. I've always said, now this sounds crazy, but it's 100% accurate. If you're living for God just to get to heaven, you won't get to heaven. I've always said that if you just live for God, if you just go to church because you want to get to heaven, you won't get there. Because after you have been saved, the routine, 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 it says you will not experience the power of God and you will deny the power of God. And which means you won't keep going. You'll start falling off. It won't be as it was when you first received it, because everything to us get old. What's more? It's amazing how we want to know what's more in everything. And when it comes to God, when we ask what's more, we don't seek to find out what's more. We have to believe the gospel. In First Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 5, the scripture says, For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost. And in much assurance as you know what manner of man we were among you for your sake. The gospel didn't just come in word only. The gospel is not just the words. It is words and deeds. The gospel has power in it. So when it's being preached or live out, the power of God is working. (coughs) We need to start obeying the gospel. We need to start living out the gospel so we are able to stay strong and keep going. As we go into 2019, would you just talk to the Lord for five minutes before we go and just explain, express yourself to God? You don't need to pray like me. You don't need to pray like the person next to you. But however you know how to express yourself to God, because of what you just heard, now you have some way of Dealing with God on your own. By going to God and saying, God, how do I begin to experience the gospel? Because I don't want to start this journey out. For some of us, we've started and I can't finish it. For some of us, we need to start it. And the way how you start it is to obey the gospel understanding who Jesus is, what he's done for you. And when you understand that, then you will repent of your sins, meaning you will turn from them. And then you will ask God to forgive you. And then you will be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. God promised that he will fill you with his spirit if you will obey the gospel. And then you will ask God, I need the power of the gospel to work in my life. We need to just, just bust into 2019. We don't need to just drag into 2019. We need to step into 2019 by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's how we need to enter because I believe strongly that God is ready to do some things that we have not yet seen. I just feel strongly that God is ready to do some things. The window is not wide open. The window is closing because the day is coming to an end where God will return for the church and we need to be ready more than we've ever been ready and the only way to be ready and stay ready is experiencing the power of the gospel not by just going through your mundane routine of
1: going to church and listening to the word and telling folk you go to church and telling folk you save and telling folk you prayed and telling folk you try to live for God that ain't it! It's more than that.
0: It's more than that. And let me tell you. There are challenges that's coming your way that you don't even want to know about. But if you will trust God and believe God and let this gospel begin to work in your life, you're going to say, what challenges? I could care less because for God I live and for God I die. You think Brother Shark care anything about what the devil want to do or say right now? You think he care about anything right now?
1: He knows I could have been dead and God kept me. you, You think he cares he don't care but what i'm trying to tell you is
0: can we just get on the bandwagon and be caring about the things of god for us to experience some great traumatic thing to say okay i'm on board now he was on board before the trauma and you can tell in his spirit that the trauma didn't bother him because he was already on board with the gospel if we will prepare ourselves when situation comes, and when all the, the turmoil come our way, it won't mean a whole lot to us.
1: Because we will be so in tune with the gospel, with what God is doing. All we would say is, it doesn't matter. God's got my back. And if he's ready for me to come home, then home will I go. But if he's not, then no devil in hell or no human can stop what God wants to do in my life. It's all
0: about the gospel. To save you. And the power of it to keep you. Let's talk to the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, God of heaven, we want this church to be transformed. Lord, you have set the foundation for this church. And we are so thankful for the foundation that has been laid. For there is no other foundation laid except the foundation of Jesus and so we are grateful that we know and we have embraced and obeyed
1: the foundation that there is one God and His name is Jesus, God manifest in flesh. We've obeyed that foundation, Lord God, understanding, Lord Jesus, that you came into this world and you, Lord God, lay down your life that we may be saved. We obey that gospel, that foundational message, Lord God. We understand that Lord, without repenting of our sins and being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, Lord, that we cannot enter in. And so Lord, we understand the foundation. What I'm saying to you God is that we no longer just want to stay right there. We're not just, we were not just want to stay in that place of of, of, comfort Comfort and and, and just, just hold it on. But God we want to move. Into the dimension. Of the gospel of the kingdom. Where Lord the gospel. Will be manifested. In our life. And all around us. That Lord we're able now. Lord to live this thing out. Oh God without hesitation. Without doubt. Oh God we can walk this thing out. Lord Jesus. In righteousness. And we're of full assurance Lord God to know that what the word of God says is happening in our life it's happening in our church it's happening in our communities it's happening where we work it's happening when we go to school it's happening all around us because we're living out the gospel of the kingdom of God Lord we want to be in the midst of the gospel the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, and the gospel of the kingdom Uh, so Lord uh, you can allow us uh, to be everything you chose us to be uh, to be everything you called us to be Uh, let the gospel work uh, in our life Lord God uh, that we no longer Lord God uh, are just holding on uh, no longer just hanging in there Uh, but God we will be walking uh, by the authority uh, and the power of the gospel the authority And the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that you will grab our attention, that no longer we will be focused, Lord God, on things, Lord Jesus, that are. Distracting that hinders us, Lord God, from committing ourselves to the gospel. Oh God, we don't want to be hindered anymore by any thoughts, by any works that's contrary to the gospel. We want to fully walk in the authority and the power of the gospel of Jesus. Now, God, will you do a new thing? Will you do a miraculous thing in? us and in this congregation Lord Jesus will you take us to higher heights will you take us Lord God into deeper depths will you take us Lord in the realm of the power of God that no longer Lord Jesus we will be a people that are complacent a people that are not moving a people that are stagnated but we want to be a people of faith. We want to be a people of deeds and words. We want to be a people of love. A people that are surrendered and committed to you. We want you to be at the center of our life. We want you to be the center of this church. We want you to be the center of all that we will do. Will you have your way Jesus? Will you have your way Jesus? Will you have your way Jesus? Will somebody worship the Lord with me. Will somebody lift their heads and talk to him and worship him and adore him and give him the honor he is deserving? He is deserving of all the honor, he's deserving of all the praise, he's deserving. And God, we thank you. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Talama sa talama haya, italama sa talama, ikorebe sote, iya e ta ta talama